Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Candlestick Kings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco, here to break down for you today key player trends that you need to know before setting your lineups tomorrow. Also, some key NFL injuries, big injuries, big news, something that's going to impact your fantasy team for tomorrow's games. It's about 5.45 on the West Coast, so if you're joining me late on the East Coast, I appreciate you. But if you guys don't get this audio today, you'll get it on the podcast side for tomorrow. Make sure you listen before the games and listen to the whole thing because I'll be breaking down every single team, key player trends that are impacting your fantasy players. Also, I want to make sure I want to give a shout out to the fantasy-focused YouTube community. Thank you for all you guys do for us. We love you over here on the YouTube side. So if you're listening to the audio, make sure you're checking out the videos because we do our Sunday live start sit show every single Sunday 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Every single Sunday we do our live start sits, guys. But we're also excited to announce our new partnership with Good Sports. Good Sports is a youth charity organization that helps underprivileged communities play sports. So essentially they donate materials, equipment, and resources to underprivileged communities to help kids play sports. And we're excited to be donating 10% of all our donations from our Super Chatters, from our Venmo, to them every single Sunday. So please make sure you're joining us. And also, just to get your questions expedited, it's just a great way to, if listen, if you have things, do you just need to get your start sit questions in, guys? Now you can use that start sit function with the super chat on YouTube. But if you're on Twitch, if you're on Facebook, on Periscope, and you don't have YouTube per se, you can jump on Venmo, use the Venmo account. The 10% goes to a good cause, but also get your answers right away on these videos. Now, before I dive into each one, I want to make sure you're following us across the board on Twitter, at Bobby Lamarco, at Sky Gawasco, at Fantasy Focus, at Buck, the Buck 59. If you're not following Buckster, make sure you're doing that well. And also Jordan as well, Jay Della Valley on Twitter. We're all over Instagram. I'm doing my videos on TikTok as much as I can. So make sure you're following the TCK pod across the board, the Candlestick Kids on Instagram, the Fantasy Football X Factor, the Fantasy Focus guys over there on Instagram as well. So make sure you're following us across the board. If you're listening to the podcast piece, the audio, make sure you guys are also following the Believe Network. All our podcasts are on the Believe Network now and all brought to you by Bet Online AG. So make sure you're checking out our partners and all our fellow podcasters on the Believe Network. Now let's talk a little bit about some key injuries. And really why we're here today is talk key injuries and also talk a little bit about some of the Player trends that you need to know. So first off, key injuries heading into week six. I just basically do a, a rundown of every injury that that popped out to me in every single game and where it moves the needle for your fantasy team. So if you're joining on Instagram, make sure you're hopping over to YouTube. But if you want to stay on Instagram and get that weird side angle, go for it. I don't know. It's up to you. But make sure you guys are following us over there. we got people rolling into the comments. I'll make sure to pop in out, guys, making sure I check your, your questions out. But make sure if you're asking start sick questions, on the podcast, you're joining us every single Sunday, 7 a.m. to t- uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern for our start sit show. So let's break this down first off. And the player trends, let's start the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Xavier Howard, top cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, is out for this game. Someone that I think led us a lot, all of us down last week, was Marvin Jones. This is big news for Jones. Xavier Howard and also Byron Jones is also dealing with a couple ailments. He's questionable for this game. I think Marvin Jones is someone that you could probably plug into your lineup as a wide receiver three 
in his matchup now with Xavier Howard out. Another thing we'll talk about in the player trends, LaVisca Chenault moved to the outside. Marvin Jones is the better player on the outside. LaVisca was a better slot receiver, but because of the injury of Chark, they kicked him outside and actually put Jamal Agnew in the slot. We'll talk about that more in the player trends. But I think really this matchup is key for Marvin Jones. I think he's actually someone that you can play this week because of the injury to Xavier Howard. Next up is Devontae Parker. Uh, Devontae Parker being out of this game again last week. No one really took a stranglehold. Waddle did not perform and underperformed against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mike Jaziki had a fine day for a tight end, and I think Mike Jaziki's the guy that I want to continue to play because of this injury. I think he gets the most work. Preston Williams is like a deep dart throw. He actually ran a decent amount of routes, but he's very injury prone. He even got banged up in that game, but Preston Williams is the guy who's going to get the playing time boost the most. Waddle's still in there, and of course, Mike Jaziki, but I think Preston Williams is the deep name, maybe a DFS dart throw in in, uh, DraftKings that you can actually use in this game against the Jags. The Jags are actually average against wide receivers, mostly because of the lack of volume. I mean, they don't teams typically get their points against Jacksonville quick and easy. There's not a lot of volume, but they are average against wide receivers. So could be a thing, but I actually might just think because of the injury to Dante Parker. Jaguars will be down one of their top offensive linemen, center Brandon Linder. This is a slight hit to a guy like Trevor Lawrence with a rookie quarterback playing with a new center. Miami Dolphins, to me, are one of my favorite streamer defenses of the week. So if you can get your hands on the Miami Dolphins, if you missed out on like the Dallas Cowboys, for example, um, I've been Dolphins, Cowboys pretty much all week in my DFS slash uh, season-long leagues as the guys I've been playing from the defensive side. Now, jumping down to the Vikings game and the Panthers, the key one here is obviously CMC going on IR. And woof. I just traded for CMC in a league, and it hurts a lot. Um, Chuba Hubbard, at least for the next three weeks, is a legit like borderline RB1. I think you got to get him into your lineups. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings does not pose a very strong run defense, so I do think Chuba Hubbard is someone that you can kind of view. He got over 20 carries last week. You can view Chuba Hubbard as a locked-in RB2 in your lineups. Um, and I think if the CMC owner, like myself, doesn't have Chuba Hubbard. I think if you have Chuba Hubbard, I think you should try to go get someone legit from the CMC owner. See what he's willing to give up. Because I know personally my team fell to two and three because I was like, I traded away Dak Prescott in a super flex to get CMC. thinking he'd be back in a week or two. Now my team's in, team's in trouble. Um, and I also would poke around if you're a four and one, five and oh team, and that CMC owners one and four, two and three, or whatever. They need wins now. Go reach out. And I'm not saying fleece them. I'm telling you, give you can give a nice package. You can give away an Antonio Gibson, a type of player, to get a guy like CMC if that, that's what you need to do. I actually would be okay with that. If you can, if you could probably go one and two in the next two weeks and still be over 500, I think it's a move to make because then you're really set up down the stretch. So just the thought about CMC in this game. Uh, also, Shaq Thompson is out. I think Dalvin Cook, you fire him up. I'm not stressing about Dalvin Cook at all. He looks like he's a full participant on Friday. He's in. You're playing him against the Panthers. Jumping out to the Chargers and Ravens, the biggest news is Rashad Bateman has been activated off short off IR. He looks like he's going to play this week. Sammy Watkins is out. So that means Bateman has a shot to get immediate targets right away. So that's something notable. If you're a Bateman owner and he's in IR, I don't think you can start him right away. But I think it's interesting that he will probably get a decent amount of playing time Right off the bat, because Sammy Watkins is out in this game. The Chargers are going to be down in offensive linemen. So are the Ravens. I just don't think it's a big enough deal. It only starts piling up when we see two to three injuries on the offensive line, which we will talk about some other teams later where there's some red flags. Rams, Giants, key injury. Darius Williams, the best outside cornerback the Rams have. Listen, Ramsey has been the slot corner. That's what the data tells us. That's what it's been. That means Sterling Shepard is going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey this week. That means Kadarius Toney. I actually think he is a border. I think he's a solid low and wide receiver too this week against the Rams. The Rams have been susceptible more out wide than the slot, and now they're missing their top boundary corner in Darius Williams. Let's let's say okay, Darius Tony with no Kenny Galladay with no Saquon Barkley. I think Darius Tony on the outside has a shot at putting up some decent numbers this week in this matchup. Of course, with no Saquon Barkley, the question comes to Vonta Booker. The matchup is average, but Booker was an absolute workhorse. Sometimes you need to follow the, the carry counts. He's going to get you 15 to 20 carries in this game, and he's going to get passing game work as well in this offense. 
And the Rams, listen, the Rams defense is an average matchup overall. I think you can get Booker in there. So come with your Booker questions on the Sunday Live Start Sit Show because we can actually get break it down because I think it does matter who you're going to play for Booker and versus sitting in because I think he's a rock-solid RB2 because of his volume and his role in that offense. Jumping down to the Texans and the Colts, the Colts are banged up. This is something notable. Larry Tunsil and Justin Britt are out. If you're looking for another defense, I think the Indianapolis Colts are the third option. It goes Cowboys, Dolphins, Colts for me this week for the streamer defenses. You got two potential offensive linemen out. Looking for that, Justin Britt. We'll break it down on the Saturday, uh, Sunday Live Start Sit Show, 8.30 a.m. I'll do all the inactives. If Justin Britt's out, that's two starting offensive linemen. That's good news for the Colts. I think that's legit. Desmond King, slot corner, DMP on Friday. Slight boost for a guy like Zach Pascal. But overall, you know, you're not too excited. Unless you're in a deep league, that could be notable for him. But the, the Houston Texans have actually been decent against slot receivers this season. But maybe losing their slot corner could help Zach Pascal. But I'm not going out of way to start him. Colt side, still going to be missing Braden Smith. But like we touched on too, not stressing about when you're not missing more than two linemen on the offensive line. Anderson Dejo is out. That's one of the safeties that could help the deep passing game. When you see guys missing in the secondary, that's a lack of communication. A la the Browns game when they lost all their starters and Mike Williams goes off, but whatever. But my point is here is Andrew Sadeo who's out. That could really be helpful. Brandon Cooks is one of my favorite starts this week, so a safety being out could be helpful for, for him. I'm not really messing around with the tight ends either, so I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, Red, Blankenship is out, okay? In my kicker analysis – I kid you not, Michael Badgley, who's going to be the free agent. No one's going to have Michael Badgley, okay? Not a single person. He's one of my favorite dart throws, 0%. You want a kicker, and you want to – he's going to get a lot of opportunities in this game, I guarantee you. Michael Badgley, folks, replacing uh, Rodrigo Blankenship this week. I guarantee you he'll get enough opportunities to finish as a K, K, K1 this week. It's weird saying K1, but a top 12 kicker in this game. I'm calling it right now. If he misses two field goals, though, guys – it's not my fault. It's an opportunity analysis. It's not actually – I can't kick it for them, folks, but stick it with me there. All right, Chiefs, Washington football team. Of course, the big one is CEH. Do I play Darrell Williams? The correct answer is yes. We talked about this in our Player Trends episode last week. They started giving Darrell Williams more work anyway. He got double-digit touches just the week prior, and now there is no Marlon Mack trade yet on the books. I think you could get Darrell Williams in your lineup. He's probably the favorite of all the streamers because he was also getting a decent amount of pass game work. So now he's going to get more carries, and he was actually the preferred pass pro back. That's good news for Dow Williams. I think JD, uh, Jarek McKinnon is going to get play, but I think Dow Williams, of course, is the guy to know him. Chris Jones, one of the best defensive tackles, is out. I think Antonio Gibson is a rock-solid play this week. I understand the game flow points JD McKissick, but the matchup is juicy for Antonio Gibson. The, the Chiefs get gashed on the ground, and I think Gibson's going to get plenty of work. He had 20 carries last week. He, he made me eat chum because he scored two touchdowns, but I think Gibson improves. Chris Jones is their best defensive lineman. He is out. Washington football team, DMP on Friday for Terry McLaurin. No bueno, not good. Curtis Samuel also out. Cam Sims out. Two offensive linemen out. That's a little concerning. I know Chris Jones being out helps offset that a little bit, but, but two offensive linemen being out, you know, the Chiefs defense is not a streamer. I don't think they are. I think this is a game where, you know, Taylor Heinke's scrambling, getting some points. I understand that. But if Terry McLaurin is out, then you got to start thinking, okay, is this a problem? Two no, no offensive linemen, no Curtis Samuel, no Cam Sims, no Terry McLaurin. Um, that's where it starts getting a little interesting to me. Maybe a Chiefs as like a DFS dart throw or something like that. But on top of this, what's notable is Ricky Seals-Jones. I, last week, he led the team in slot routes. We'll talk about some player trends, but Seals Jones against the Chiefs is a rock solid. He's going to be a tight end one this week. Get him in your lineups. I know there's a lot of Jaziki or, or Ricky Seals Jones. I think you can't go wrong. I think both guys, because of the injuries to the players around him, plus the matchup, I just think Ricky Seals Jones, because the Chiefs, you know, are going to put up points. The Jags-Miami game could get a little low scoring, So and they're playing in London, so they're going clogging or whatever they do in London. And that's the key there. So I think I actually lean Ricky Seals-Jones over Jaziki because of game flow in that matchup. Packers, Bears, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, both out. That's the two top corners for the Bear, uh, for the Packers. That's good news for Justin Fields. I think, listen, when you're looking at this matchup, uh, Darnell Mooney is starting to play a little more in the slot. Allen Robinson is a talented receiver. No one's doubting that. 
The volume has been terrible. But backup cornerbacks, I think this is the week where we can backdoor some DFS play on Allen Robinson. I know it's been a terrible disaster. Season long, I, I think you probably have better options. But let's say you have banged up injuries. You need a second flex. You need a wide receiver for whatever you need. Allen Robinson against backup Packers cornerbacks. I will bet on the talent this week for Allen Robinson in that game. So I'm actually leaning his way in deeper leagues, deeper starting lineups. But I'm not going anywhere to start Allen Robinson, but don't hear what I'm not saying. Bear side, David Montgomery, Damian Williams out. Khalil Herbert is going to be a popular play, and I agree. The Packers matchup is good. He's actually one of my sleeper running backs. It was actually Damian Williams when I wrote the article, but now it's Khalil Herbert. He had 18 carries last week. I think Herbert is a nice start. He's another guy to bring on Sunday. Bring him to start sits. We'll talk through because he's a very specific play. I'm not going to go out of my way to start him over more established players, but I think Khalil Herbert is someone that you need to get in your lineups if you are desperate at running back or need a flex spot this week. Also, Bears are going to be down an offensive line, which is bad news for their team. But overall, the Packers' run defense has been so bad. I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem losing one offensive lineman. Bengals, Joe Mixon's in. Samaj P. Ryan out. This might be the Joe Mixon blowout game. No, no team gives up more points to the running back position than the Detroit Lions. Like In the sense of they are just verse expectation, it's insane. Joe Mixon week. This has got to be the week he goes off. He said They said he's going to get a full workload. I'm buying Joe Mixon. On the other side, Quintus Cephas, he's out. Tyrell Williams, he's out. TJ Hawkinson's been gobbled up. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is someone that you could put into your lineups this week in PPR formats. Back-to-back weeks of, of eight targets. And I think you can get Amon Ross St. Brown in your lineups this week if you need a wide receiver three. Cardinals, Browns, Max Williams out of of course, for the season, Zach Ertz in. Not this week, though. He's not in this week. He'll be starting next week. But Ertz is an interesting player. If you pick him up, good for you. He's going to be a good guy to play moving forward. Chandler Jones, top pass rusher for the Cardinals, is out. Good news because Nick Chubb is out. So I think that's going to be great for Baker. I think it's going to be good for guys like Kareem Hunt. With no Chandler Jones, he's a great pass rusher. That's going to help because both the guard, uh, tackles for the Browns did not practice on Friday. That's something we need to monitor for this week. If those guys are both out, you know, it's going to be really tough for, for this game to get really, really high scoring. But overall, I think this game is going to be fun to watch. Similar to the Chargers-Browns game last week, we could see another repeat uh, in this matchup because, listen, the good news, Denzel Ward is going to be back. Greedy Williams will be back. MJ Stewart is out. But the pa- Browns at one point in that game lost three offensive starters, folks. Uh, that's why it just went disastrous. But Denzel Ward coming back. Denzel Ward coming back is key. Greedy Williams playing healthy is going to be key as well. But we'll watch those tackles for the Browns. Also, Rodney Hudson, center for the Arizona Cardinals. This is bad news for James Conner. James Conner, in my opinion, has been very touchdown dependent. I think this is the week where James Conner might hurt you because the Browns are already a tough run defense. Now they're missing their linchpin centered Rodney Hudson. I think James Conner is someone that might fade for one of those backup running backs. You got Booker, Williams, Khalil Herbert. If you got one of those guys, I think you can run away from James Conner in this matchup as your RB2. Cowboys, Patriots. Patriots are technically down four starting offensive linemen. It looks like Isaiah Wynn is back in this week. Uh, and also Mike Anue. So last week they lost four offensive linemen. This week it looks like they might get two back against the Cowboys, who have actually been decent against the run. Nothing too intimidating, but I think Damian Harris is back in your lineups. He's a good RB, too. I think he's going to get the work. I think Ramaj Stevenson, of course, he got a lot of work last week, but that was because Damian Williams got hurt in that game. William uh, Harris did practice on Friday. I think he's going to be in, but that's something to monitor because if he's out, Ramaj Stevenson did get double-digit carries in that game, so that is worth noting. I think that is someone to watch in these matchups because two offensive linemen are going to be back for the Patriots. Jumping down to the Raiders and Broncos. Casey Hayward is DMP on Friday. That's interesting. Casey Hayward's playing out of his mind. This would be huge for Cortland Sutton. Now, Cortland Sutton, in my opinion, is a sit this week if I could fade him. Casey Hayward's in. I'm taking Cortland Sutton out of my lineups this week because the fact that the Raiders have been the best defense against out-wide receivers this season. So I am not going out of my way to start Cortland Sutton, and I'm trying to fade Tim Patrick if I can as well. Steelers, Seahawks, no. Of course we lost, you know, um, Russell Wilson. Geno looked the part, and I'm just going to go out on the limb and say this. Geno Smith has never played with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett or players of their caliber in his career. 
Geno Smith was playing with the most ridiculous receiving core ever. Like he did not have elite number one, and now he has two number ones on his own team. And last week he showed that he could play against the um against the uh, who did they play last week. I'm sorry, 49ers. No, they played a division team. I don't know. I forget off the top of my head. Why am I blanking? Anyway, they played somebody last week. <laughs> I forget Rams. There you go. Rams on Thursday night. My fault. Um, and he looked the part against the Rams. Very decent defense. So I think the Steelers have been very bad against uh, quarterbacks and, and wide receivers this season. Gino to me is someone you could play in a two QB league, but he is on the road against Pittsburgh. Could be sloppy. Um, not going to go out of my way to start Gino, but if you want to put him in your super flex, I don't see why not. Playing with some decent players. Chris Carson was put on IR. No Rashad Penny. It's going to be the Alex Collins show. And Alex Collins has looked good, but the matchup is really bad for him this week. Um, I think you're going to see a similar workload to last week. I think he'll get you 8 to 10 points. Um, I think he's good. I think Alex Collins is, Collins is good. The matchup's just not conducive for him to be successful. So um, if you need an RB2, I'd rather start the Bookers, the Khalil Herberts, the Darrell Williams over a guy like Alex Collins. But if you're desperate and you've got him, if you're a Chris Carson owner, and you just had to handcuff him, that's fine. He's going to get you a solid 8-10. to 10. I think he'll be fine. He won't kill your fantasy team this week. Juju Smith-Schuster is out this week, out for the season, hurt his shoulder. Uh, Chase Claypool is someone I want everyone to watch. He did kick into the slot last week. We'll talk about it in player trends later. But him being out, listen, that just boosts the value of Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. We'll see what happens. James Washington was out last week, so that is something we need to look on that. Um, so that's just a key factor there as well. But overall, listen, we have Nick Chubb. I know we just had someone pop in there and say Nick Chubb out. Yes, Nick Chubb is going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, you know, guys like T.Y. Hilton are back this week as well. So no Nick Chubb for a while. That's going to be tough. Cream Hunt owners, congratulations. You'll have fun with that. But overall, I just think that for me, that's basically all the injury updates I have for this matchup. There will be more tomorrow. Make sure you're joining us on our Sunday Live Start Sit Show every Sunday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern for our Start Sit Show, guys. We'll be breaking down all the Khalil Herberts and the Devontae Booker questions, all of them that you got for this week. Make sure you got that. And then, of course, my, uh, Mitchell good, good, Mitchell James, good job calling out. If, you're, if you need a deep flyer behind Kareem Hunt, Johnson is the guy you want um, as the number two. But um, – I would have actually. I want to look into that because there was uh, another name, and I can't remember off the top of my head. He got me on the spot here, but I will. I'll look at that. Someone else was getting work too, but I want to make sure to break that down later. But before we jump into the player trends, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to discuss our new sponsor. We're really excited for our new partnership with Care Factor. I'll be back right after this commercial break. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community, are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. So there you go, folks. If you're halfway through the games on Sunday and you're losing and you're losing your hair because you're so stressed out, now you got Carafactor to help you grow that hair back, folks. We're doing it all here for you this year on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. All right, let's jump down to player trends. So in the player trend segment, if you haven't joined me in the past, what we do is I break down, basically I want I take a look at week the week current week, last week meaning week five, and I looked at the first four weeks of the season. I try to find different areas, whether it's, you know, routes run, slot routes, deep targets, rushing percentages. These are the things I want to look at to see what's changing so we can actually identify players that are on the rise, fall, et cetera. 
We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Rondell Moore last week ran 20 routes to 18 for Christian Kirk. Slot routes, <laughs> slot routes, Christian Kirk versus Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore ran 50% of the routes that Christian Kirk did weeks one through four. Last week, 82% of the routes. So 17 for Kirk, 14 for Rondell Moore. Something's going on here, folks. This is the kind of trend we like to see. I know Max Williams being out was huge because it's, we did see some more four receiver sets. But when I looked into that, there wasn't that much more. So it just was more was getting work at the expense of Christian Kirk. Green is locked in as the number two on the outside, but it looks like Rondell Moore is starting to get more work. And if he's not the distant fourth, he has clearly been the type of player when he gets touches, he's on the field, he produces. This is the type of trend we want to go by. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to start producing more and more. He did start showing a little more promise, and it's because he's getting more downfield targets. Last week, he had four targets of 20 yards or more downfield. He only had four the first four weeks of the season. This is kind of a similar trend that we talked about last week. It was two the first three weeks, then two in week four. He's starting to get more air yards. It's going to lead to more fantasy points. Definitely exciting stuff. He's someone that you, he's on the rise without a doubt. Atlanta Falcons, of course, it's the Mike Davis, uh, Cordell Patterson watch. When it comes to routes, first it was 30 to 12 for Mike Davis in week four. Week five, it changed 20 to 24 for Cordell Patterson. However, 14 of those routes came with Cordell Patterson out wide. They used him essentially as the wide receiver three in their offense. That will change with Calvin Ridley and Mike Davis come back. So that's extremely important. But yes, he might lose a little passing game work. But where the thing gets real key is Cordell Patterson, 14 carries to 13 for Mike Davis. Just the week prior, Wayne Gallman was involved. He had six carries to six for a guy like Cordell Patterson. Well, this week, Wayne Gallman, one carry, 14 for Cordell He's, he's going to be around for a while, folks. Cordell Patterson, um, definitely a sell high opportunity, of course, but he's definitely someone that's probably going to be on the flex for the rest of the season. Baltimore Ravens, talked about this a little bit earlier. Rashad Bateman is back, folks. Uh, that's going to be big news with Sammy Watkins out. He probably will get a lot of work right away. Don't know if I'm just going to thrust him into the starting lineup this week, but Marquise Brown led the team in routes last week big time. I mean, it wasn't even close. Mark Andrews and him were kind of floating back and forth, but this week Marquise Brown was the guy, especially with the Sammy Watkins injury. It looks like Marquise Brown's going to be the veteran they leave on because Watkins was getting a lot of work. And I think in one like one and two receiver sets, they're going to lean on uh, Marquise Brown more now. His arrow's pointing up because of that injury. Uh, slot routes. The one thing about Marquise Brown, what they did is they kicked him out wide permanently. So weeks one through four, he was playing about 59% of his uh, snaps in the slot. He jumped up. Dropped down to 15% in week five. Deep routes. Mark Andrews, weeks one through four, only three passes that he, three targets of 20 plus yards. In week five, he had two alone. That's the kind of stuff we want to see. Mark Andrews getting more volume. That passing game for the uh, uh, Ravens showed us a lot last week, so I think that's exciting stuff right there. On the ground, 18 carries the week before for Latavius Murray. That drops down to six and then five for Tyson Williams. I think if you have Tyson Williams, you should hold him on your bench because I think they are trying to get him back into the offense. I think Lat Murray just isn't going to give him the juice they need. And I think Tyson Williams is someone that I want to stash and just wait and see what happens because he did get back into the offense. He was active. He got five carries. And Lat Murray just doesn't have the same juice he used to, and he had six carries in that game. Back over to the Buffalo Bills. We've been talking about Dawson Knox for weeks now, and it's been nothing with production. It's all about his usage. Ran more routes than Cole Beasley for the second week in a row. That's huge news. He's being trusted more than Cole Beasley. And he also ran three more routes than Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs slipped to third on the team in routes last week. Very strange stuff. Don't know what's going on there. It was Sanders, Dawson Knox, Diggs. Maybe he was a little banged up. I'm not sure, but it is what it is. Beasley slipped already to five. Now, Beasley, for him to be a PPR dynamo, he was on the field constantly. This year, he's slipping behind Zach Moss last week for routes. No bueno. Devin Singletary versus Zach Moss update. Week four, 17 routes for Moss, 11 for Singletary. 18 for routes for week five to eight for Singletary. It's slowly getting there, folks. Moss is slowly becoming a workhorse. He's creeping into that 60, 66, uh, two-thirds, one-third split area. He's going to be an absolute legit player in that role in this offense. Slot routes. Dawson Knox led the team in slot routes. More than Cole Beasley, folks. This usage is outrageous. It's awesome. Dawson Knox is here to stay. Keep him on your teams. Don't sell him high. Uh, Zach Moss carries 
Weeks one through four, 35 for Moss, 39 for Singletary. Week five jumps 11 to six. We're starting to see the switch. It was Singletary early and often in the season. Now it's Moss getting more routes, and he's getting more carries. That's what we like to see Zach Moss, RB2, probably rest of season. Panthers, no CMC. I do not sweat this for one moment. 24 of the 27 carries last week went to Chuba Hubbard. Play Hubbard. He probably will give you borderline RB1 numbers. This is an awesome offense. We saw what Mike Davis did last year. The Bears, slot routes. Darnell Mooney led the team in slot routes. He's kicking inside a lot more. He's not just a deep, re- a deep route outside of the boundary guy anymore. Weeks one through four, only ran 29% of his routes in the slot. Week five, 57%. That's a huge difference. It looks like they're trying to use Mooney more inside. That's going to help his PPR value. Definitely someone I like this week because of the issues with the Packers. Um, but I think I, I just, for some reason, think I'm, I'm thinking I'm leaning slightly on Robinson's way. Um, no, of course, no Williams, no Montgomery. Khalil Herbert is definitely on that RB2 map this week. Jumping down to the Browns, routes. Listen, Odell Beckham still pays the team in routes. Uh, only got three targets last week, but he just didn't look the same. Uh, he, let me, I just told, I don't know why I said that. He looked fine. What the problem is him and Baker just don't have that vibe. They don't are not connecting on deep passes. Uh, so I just don't know what to think there. But here's some interesting stuff. David Njoku, he ran 21 routes on 35 dropbacks. That's 60%. He was down to 47% weeks one through four. It's trending in the right direction. He's still a part-time player, but 60% versus 47% is something worth noting. He also had a bunch of slot routes. So he had 11 slot routes last week. 46% of his routes were in the slot. That just tells me, listen, you know, that's going to be good news, but Jarvis Landry's looming. Jarvis Landry will be back. When he comes back, the question comes, does that mean Njoku? Does that mean more three wide receiver sets? I don't know. But that is something to keep in the back of your minds. But for this week, Njoku is an interesting play. Um, I know he has the toughest matchup on the week against the Cardinals, so maybe not. But just saying, we'll keep an eye on that slot usage. Um, Carries, no Nick Chubb. We talked about this already. Kareem Hunt, wheels up. And then, yes, it is Johnson. Uh, Dearness Johnson is the backup RB. I apologize. I stand corrected. Touche, sir. All right, Dallas Cowboys. Schultz versus Jarwin. I actually started having like a serious weird man crush with uh, <laughs> with with Dalton Schultz. Here's why. Weeks one through three, 74 routes for Schultz, 71 for Jarwin. Week four, 19 to nine. Week five, 27 to eight. That is awesome usage. Like that's like Jarwin's a backup now. It was 50-50, now 27 to 8. I'm feeling the Schultz thing. I think in the short term until Gallup comes back, lock and loaded. Even in a tough matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, it's hard to get away from a guy like Schultz. He also saw 45% of his routes from the slot, up from 35% over the first couple weeks. Deep targets. Amari Cooper is starting to be used more downfield. Weeks 1 through 4, he only saw 4 deep targets. Week 5, he, he saw 3. Um, more air yards typically means more fantasy points. So that's good news for Amari Cooper. I'm actually leaning Cooper over lamb this week because Cooper is the air yards guy and CD lamb is the yards after the catch guy. If you look at the Patriots defense, they're more susceptible deep than they are after the catch Broncos. Uh, I guess the Melvin Gordon, Jamal, uh, Javante Williams check 22 routes for Gordon, 13 for Williams. Rushes, eight carries for Williams, nine for Gordon. It's a 50-50 split pretty much. Gordon's not going anywhere. Gordon's playing well enough to stay around all year. I think Javante Williams, if you know you have a friend who just got that Javante Williams itch and you know you could get it, trade him, I just don't see Gordon going anywhere this year, guys. Javante Williams in keeper leagues and dynasty leagues is a buy, a buy, a buy. And actually, if you're in a keeper league now and the team that is – has Javante Williams isn't using him because he's not performing. And let's say they're a good team. See if you can go get Javante Williams, especially if you're losing this year, throw in the towel, give him a better player this year so you can get Javante Williams for the rest of his career. I think that's a trade that I would make. Give the guy a better player for this season and get Javante Williams for long-term. Lions, I'm on Rossi Brown. He's the guy you're going to want. Led the team in wide receiver routes this week. One route behind TJ Hawkinson. Ran 37, uh, 37 less routes than Hawkinson weeks one through four. So basically, on average, nine less routes a week than Hawkinson the first four weeks. Last week, only one less route. Seven for 65. Rock solid PPR. If you have a bench spot and he's out there, I would stash him in leagues, 12-team leagues especially, PPR leagues especially. I like Amon Rice Brown. Swift versus Williams. Here's what's notable about this, the route usage. Okay? 
78 to 45 weeks one through three. Week four went 32 to five. Week five, 26 to six for Swift. Swift is now becoming the passing game back. He's the guy they're going to use for all passing game work. It almost it was almost like 75-45, you know, is okay. It's about seven, uh, 65-35 split or whatever you want to call it. Now it's not even close. Swift's getting the passing game work. He's going to have much better days of PPR, especially with Hawkinson struggling and the injuries to Quentin Ten Cephas and Tyrell Williams. It just means that they need him to play well in the pass game. Hawkinson, slot routes are dipping. They're actually using less of Hawkinson in the slot, dropping 58% to 44%. Last week, I'm starting to get a little concerned because, you know, the line, maybe it's just something they need him in line a little more. I don't know what's going on there, um, especially with the injuries to the receiving core. I'm not panic selling just yet, but it's been a couple weeks in a row now. He's not performed. That's something that is worth noting. All right, carries. Swift, 8 to 14 the week prior, 11 to 13 this week. The gap's closing. It looked like Williams was the preferred runner. And Swift was per pass catching back. But this week, it's starting to close again. Let's keep watching. I think Swift is someone you probably should buy. I think it's over the next course of the few weeks. His talent, I mean, Williams is a nice player. But Swift is the guy. I think early on in the season, he's had some up and downs. But we're starting. if he starts closing the gap, like it's a similar trajectory that Zach Moss is on. He closed the gap. He was starting to get closer closer. Now he passed. We can see the same thing happen with Swift over the next few weeks. So this player trend tells me, buy Swift. Jamal Williams, I don't think he can sell. I think you just got to ride with it. If you can, package Williams and somebody maybe, but I don't think you can get rid of him. Packers, routes, Aaron Jones, five. Um, Well, sorry. Week five, 78%. He ran a route on 78% of the dropbacks. Weeks one through four, 61%. Aaron Jones, folks, is basically the wide receiver, too, for the Packers. Uh, and he had the second most targets on the week. He's out there running more routes. That's good news for his fantasy value. I think a big week is coming. I'm calling a big Aaron Jones week. He was the stud of the week in my article I just wrote. They just dialed back Robert Tanyan's work. Now, last week in my player trends, I was excited about Tanyan. I said, getting more deep targets, playing a little more in the slot. Looked like he was great. Nope. They dialed back his routes completely. They preferred Cobb. They gave more work to Aaron Jones. So now Aaron Jones is going out for passes, not Robert Tanyan. That's worth noting. I think he dropped Tanyan at this point. Ricky Sills Jones are much better options anyway uh, in this game. All right, folks, I'm actually going to take a quick commercial break and talk quickly about our newest sponsor, and that's Carefactor. We'll be back right after this, folks. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carefactor. Carefactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. There you go, folks. Gotta love yourself some good skin hair for skin hair products. Gotta love that stuff. All right, folks, right back into it. Texans, routes, David Johnson, 22 routes for 30 for Cooks. Why is that important? He ran less than half of the routes Cooks ran weeks one through four. David Johnson looks like he's getting more involved in the passing game. Definitely something that could help with his PPR asset. Once Tyrod Taylor comes back, I think this offense will start flowing again. Good news for him. Uh, Mark Ingram, 15 carries. Okay, seven for the other guys. Mark Ingram has one of the better rest-of-season run game schedules that I have in my metrics. So I think Mark Ingram is someone that, if he's on waivers, pick him up, stash him. You're not starting him until Tyrod Taylor comes back. But he's the clear lead back, and he's also looked the best on the ground. I know we want Phil Lindsay to be the guy, but he's actually not. So I think that's key there. I'm sorry. I'm just going to pull up something real quick. Sorry, folks. There you go. My banner, so you know what we're talking about. Crazy stuff. All right, Colts. T.Y. Hilton returns this week. Pretty exciting stuff there. I think that's just good for Carson Wentz. You got Hilton. You got uh, Paris Campbell coming back in a little healthy. I think Zach Pascal and those guys are decent. 
Uh, Michael Pittman, of course, is still going to be the number one, but good news for the offense as a whole. Uh, tight ends, overall, listen, this team, I think for, from the Colts' perspective, um, you know, I think that's the biggest takeaway. I think we got to watch what happens there with T.Y. Hilton now back in the fold overall. Oh, sorry, tight end, tight end usage, sorry. 15 routes for Doyle, 13 for Allie Cox, 6 for Kaylin Gra- uh, Grayson. This is a full rotation. I know Molly, Molly Cox is getting nice games, but to be honest with you, he's one, running less routes than Doyle. He's not going to be consistent. I wouldn't chase Mo Ali Cox. I know he'll get a touchdown here and there and we'll be wrong, but you're not going to be able to predict when that happens, so I'm avoiding that. Jaguars, James Robinson dropped to fifth in routes. Jamal Agnew is out there. Tavon Austin is out there. I mean, this was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Jamal, Dan Arnold, Jamal Agnew, Tavon Austin, all running more routes than James Robinson. It is what it is. Um, he does look good on the ground, but it looks like they're trying to get these other guys involved. Dan Arnold ran the second most routes on the team uh, for the week, right off the bat. 50% of his routes were in the slot. Uh, J- James O'Shaughnessy ain't coming back for a couple more weeks. So Dan Arnold, definitely someone on the streamer radar, especially with that usage. Jamal Agnew became the slot receiver. He ran more routes than LaVisca Chennault. You could tell by my face how much I freaking hate that. Are you kidding me? Like, what the hell are we doing? Like, more routes than LaVisca, and he took over the slot role. So that's something worth noting. He's going to get more high-value looks in the slot. Plus, I think is not meant for the outside. So I think Marvin Jones this week in this matchup with Noah Xavier Howard's the guy I want overall. Um, Chiefs, Miko Harmon. Listen, Miko Harmon was pretty good last week. Second most wide receiver routes, 9 for 76. Maybe the Josh Gordon sighting got him a little pumped up. Definitely something, if Miko Harmon was dropped and, and or if he's someone on someone's team that you can get for cheap, I would definitely poke around because he's just got this crazy upside. The Chiefs are going to figure it out. Trust me. So if they're going to rocket ship up, Miko Harmon's just going to grab the the end of that, that rocket and just fly to the moon anyway. So definitely there because Josh Gordon got four routes. Darrell Williams, of course the CH injury is key, but he had five targets last week. Now you're going to give this guy double-digit targets and five targets. Um, Double-digit carries on top of the five targets. I can feel that stuff. I like that. <clears throat> All right. Raiders. Henry Ruggs led the team in routes. Henry Ruggs is the preferred guy. He's the one that's getting the most routes. He's on the field a lot. The production has not been there yet, but it's been a couple bad weeks for the Raiders offense. Tough matchups. I think better days are ahead for Henry Ruggs, but that's something we'll keep watching. Josh Jacobs, week four. 22 routes on 38 Waller routes. Week five, 19 to 36. What does that tell you? He's running around 50% of the number one guy on the team. That's Waller um, in the Rugs range. Rugs actually tied Waller. I apologize for routes. What my point of this section is, is that Josh Jacobs is the passing down back. He's the one getting the most work in the passing game. He gets goal line work. I know we don't like Josh Jacobs, but in good matchups, you got to play Jacobs. He's going to get the type of usage you want. Deep targets. Brian Edwards had weeks one through four. He had six targets of 20 plus yards more downfield. In week five, it went to four. He didn't catch any of them, though. Those will start landing. They're about a 40% catch rate on those deep passes. So 0 for 4 is a fluke. He's going to start catching at least one or two of those. I, I just think that's going to start being a thing. I, Brian Edwards and, and Henry Ruggs are two guys that I like season long as guys that are going to be potential. They're going to start have better days when they have better matchups. Rush. Josh Jacobs, week four, 13 carries, one for Drake. Week five, with the return of Peyton Barber, didn't do much. He still had 13 car- 15 carries to only two for the other running backs. It's Josh Jacobs' team, guys. It's Whether we like it or not, it's a thing. Rams, Robert Woods led the team in routes and targets last week. Um, that's big news. And he's also, I just think he's going to continue to, early on in the season, he was behind Jefferson and Tyler Higby. That's no longer the case. Uh, the Rams wide receiver three, Jefferson, 23 routes, Jackson, 15. Just a couple weeks ago, Jackson didn't get any routes. Jackson is slowly gearing up. This guy catches a bomb almost every week. They're throwing it, they're giving him multiple deep shots every week. Jackson's a guy that I want on my bench. I just think that Jefferson has not done anything really special. And plus, he kind of fills a similar role to what they got from Robert Woods. Now, Woods is back in his main role. I think Jackson gives him a different element. If Jackson starts closing the gap even further, if it's more of a 50 50 and he's getting more routes, He's just a constant deep threat. I just think with Matthew Stafford, it could be someone down the stretch that really changes the defense uh, team for you. Chargers, kind of status quo. Awesome game across the board. But my biggest takeaway is Austin Eckler, eight first car- eight of the first 12 first half carries. Austin Eckler gets the pass game work. 
gets the ground game work. I mean, God, God bless him. Austin Eckler, I, I mean, I'm a little disappointed because I only had my, or my sixth overall player. Um, but at the same time, I don't have any shares of him. I, I, even though I felt like I was high on him, no shares. I just got to figure out a way to go get him. I love Austin Eckler rest of the season as well. Dolphins, good luck trying to figure out this backfield. Routes last week, Gaskin, 9-10 to 10 versus Brown. This week, 22-1. to 20-1. to 1. Like, looks like Miles Gaskin is back, baby. Good for him. I mean, listen, the Bucs are actually one of the most susceptible uh, to the running back position through the air in the NFL because they're so dominant on the ground. So maybe pump the brakes on the Miles Gaskin stuff, but still notable. Also, rush carries. Week four, eight carries to two. Brown versus Gaskin. Week five, Ga Brown doesn't get any carries. Gaskin gets five. Uh, uh, Solomon Ackman gets two. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I think we talked about this on our last prayer trend show. We said don't drop Miles Gaskin. He's a hold. But it looks like he's the guy you're going to want moving forward, which is good. All right. Vikings, Tyler Conklin. I know this has been a thing. He's He, he just – his ADOT is terrible. And I talked about this on the prayer trend show last week. It was, half, it was a half a yard. And I was like, this is asking too much of a tight end to get a bunch of fantasy production after the catch. It's just not sustainable. He doesn't have a big week this week. But at the same time – his, his usage dropped last week. He dropped to, from 80% versus the top wide receivers, meaning he ran a route 80% of the time Jefferson and Thielen did. Dropped down to 70 in week in week five. So I just don't think Conklin's a guy that you need to rely on. I think Ricky Seals-Jones, um, even Dan Arnold, for example, is a guy I'd rather have than Tyler Conklin on your fantasy team. All right, Patriots. Damian Harris, we talked about him leading the team in routes for running backs. Now, that was big, but bigger news is the, the Hunter Henry situation. Hunter Henry, 20 routes to six for Jonu and eight targets. Um, that's big time. That's big time because Hunter Henry is someone that I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is that someone to watch, but eight targets, you know, 20 routes. That's just, you know, that's something that we can we can hang our hat on because he's separating from Jonu now and he can actually be a viable tight end one streamer each time. And he can actually be a tight end one if he's going to get that big of a differential. Because Kendrick Bourne has emerged as a legit threat as the wide receiver three. So they're not running as many two tight end sets as we would like. Rushing, Harris 14, Ramadi Stevens 11. Of course, remember, Harris got banged up in this game. So that's not something I would worry about just yet. But I think Harris is the guy. He was the better running back on the day anyway. So moving on. Saints, Camara, zero targets in week four, eight targets in week five. And we're back to normal. Saints are on a bye, of course, in week six. Injuries, Taysom Hill and Deontay Harris. Uh, we'll keep an eye on those. Marquise, Holly, uh, Marquise Callaway, 485 and two. One was on a Hail Mary, though. So kind of a fluke play. Can't really bank on that from Marquise Callaway. You know, Mike Thomas is on his way back. I just don't know what we can think. But we'll see if if Deontay Harris is out. We'll see what things land after the buy if we want to buy up, uh, scoop up Marquise Callaway. Giants, Sterling Shepard returns. Kenny Galladay out. Looks like Daniel Jones is in. Mark Psycho and Barkley is out. Listen, Kadarius Tony's legit. Kajarius Sony as a Giants fan gives me a little bit of the Odell Beckham rookie year feels. 12 targets. Guy is going to play outside, and he looked even better on the outside. So Shepard playing in the middle, and then you got Tony on the outside and Galladay when he gets back. But with Galladay out, I think this week with no da uh, Darius Williams, I think this is big time for Kadarius Tony. Get him in your lineups if you can. Devontae Booker ran the second most routes on the team. So this guy is going to be a legit workhorse. I think he's like uh, – He's like the poor man's Najee Harris. Like he's gonna be like he's gonna be on the field all the time. Um, we don't know how good the offense is, but it's not gonna matter when he's getting this much volume. So he'll be a locked in RB2 uh pretty much across the board. We'll talk through that. Um, let's jump down to the Jets. Jameson Crowder ran the second most routes on the team again. Um, week five. Let's talk about routes between Michael Carter and Ty, Ty Johnson. Okay. Weeks one through three. 36 for Carter, 54 for Ty Johnson. Week four, it went 12 for Carter, 11 for Johnson. And week five, 15 and 12. Once again, we're seeing that slow progression. Michael Carter is definitely someone we want to buy. When you jump over to the carries, it looks like week four was 13 to, of the 20 carries went to Michael Carter. That number is now 10 to 17. So overall, he's still getting well over 50% of the carries, which is good news for his fantasy value. Um, I think that he's someone that I definitely want to try to go get if I can as well. I think he's going to be decent in the second half. Eagles, Sanders game. Well, I mean, we saw it. Sanders just doesn't get the ball. And when he gets the ball, he looked good against the Bucs. I think this all has to stop. I think the Sanders game, well, I know game well. People love him like Sky and them. And I love, I love my boys. I love Jordan. I love those guys. I respect their opinions. 
But this one, I'm just like, I got to sink my teeth into. I like, you watch the game. Sanders just, they got to give him more work. Maybe the second half of that Bucks game, they'll wake up and say, all right, we got to give this guy 15 carries a week, no matter what. Hopefully that happens because Sanders is a talent. Steelers, slot routes, Chase Claypool. Weeks, week five, he jumped for 40%. Weeks one through four, 15%. That's a huge delta. Why Juju goes out. If James Washington comes back, Deontay Johnson's in his role. Deontay Johnson is not going to the slot. It's going to be Chase Claypool or James Washington. I know Ray Ray McLeod is an option too, and we'll see. This is the week we'll find out. James Washington was out last week. But Chase Claypool getting 40% of his routes in the slot is huge. This is a big slot guy, and Big Ben does like to target the middle of the field a lot. We saw it with Juju getting a lot of his targets. I think this is huge news for Chase Claypool. I'm in on some Chase Claypool. Um, let's jump down to 49ers. Um, Elijah Mitchell, nine carries to one for Trey Sermon. I know Jeff Wilson is pending. He's coming back. Elijah Mitchell is somebody that it, that I want to go get. I know they're on a bye, but I want Elijah Mitchell. Nine carries to one for Sermon. I know the game flow didn't work out, but it looks like they're going to go back to Jimmy G. That means more traditional 49ers offense. That means that Trey Lance won't be stealing as much carries. I, I just think Elijah Mitchell is going to at least have a couple big weeks uh, before Jeff Wilson gets back up to speed. Um, I, I Now I'm thinking about it. I want to try to inquire about some 49ers running backs. Elijah Mitchell and even Jeff Wilson, if you can get him. But that's something I'm interested in doing. Uh, listen, Seahawks knows Russell Wilson, no Chris Carson. Chris Carson now on IR. Um, Alex Collins, 15, car- 15 of the 20 carries. And Alex Collins looks good. I think he's got a tough matchup this week, but – High floor player. He's going to get passing game work as well. I know DJ Dallas and and uh, Travis Homer are involved, but it's Alex Collins' backfield, and he looks good. He looks explosive. So I'm buying some Alex Collins in better matchups, but short-term IR for Chris Carson. So there's a couple tough ones. I think they played the Saints after this too. Not a great schedule for Alex Collins in between there. I think there's a buy as well. Buccaneers. Lenny Fournette, man. Good for him. I wrote about this in my article. He was due. He went off. He was the start of the week for me. Awesome. He goes off. He was due. Um, is AB the number one? I, I think I think it's getting to a point where me and me and Sky did an episode this offseason. We talk about uh, player age, uh, age analysis. And we realized that it takes – you could – players up until the age of 34 play about 90 – little over 90% of their max peak. So, like, Antonio Brown – was 19 points per game in his prime. So take 90% of that. You're looking at, you know, 17 points, 16 and a half, 17 points a game. Like he's putting up those kind of numbers. So um, yeah, man, it's, it's legit. It's, it's tough for Evans, but I think in games where the bucks are going to have, I mean, listen, they controlled that game. The second half didn't go the way they want. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin didn't have the numbers, but AB is a must start every week. All right. Um, the Titans, AJ Brown's back. Julio Jones is back. This is this is going to be tough. I think the Bills are, are the game that, from a trend side, I don't think we can really put any uh, anything on our thumb here. I don't think until we see what's going on with Julio and AJ Brown in the same lineup. Anthony Ferkser is the pass catching tight end. That's a fact. Um, but I think this week you're probably better off. I mean, I think AJ, I think AJ Brown is still going to be a wide receiver three slash flex, but low end. I don't think it's someone I want to start. Um, on the Washington football team side, Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, whether we want to admit it or not, second in the team in routes, he led the team in slot routes. I mean, you know, let's get the seal. I mean, this guy basically is at the uh, Sea World putting on a show for people, um, and it's just fantastic. I think it's. Uh, I think he's someone that I actually picked him up in Ertz, and I played Ertz this week in a couple leagues, but. I got him too. I think he's going to be good until Logan Thomas comes back. The guy was out there a bunch. Adam Humphreys, because of the injuries to Cam Sims, Deami Brown, and now also the injury to Terry McLaurin is going to be necessity. I think I think Adam Humphreys in the matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to have to throw. They're not Kansas City's going to put up the 28, whatever it is, points. They're going to have to throw. If if McLaurin is limited at all, it's 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 Adam Humphreys. I mean, Adam Humphreys is going to be the guy. I mean, uh, DeAndre Carter was actually a nice player, got some deep targets. I think he'd be a fun DFS guy. I think Carter, to me, is someone that uh, in DFS tournaments that you could throw a dart at because he got a lot of routes last week and got a lot of deep targets too. So something there. But from season-long perspective, probably lean Adam Humphreys in PPR formats. Ricky Seals-Jones is the start, though. He's the best start behind Terry McLaurin. 
in the past game. In the rush game, Gibson versus the McKissick RBs. Last week, two weeks ago in week four, it got a little hairy. 14 carries versus seven for McKissick. But this week, 20 carries for Gibson, six for the other running backs. It's Gibson's backfield. I know I I, I got burned by Mixon, uh, Gibson. I just sat him in a couple leagues. Not good. Uh, but he 20 carries, 60 yards, but two touchdowns. Touche. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, the, the analysis was right. He had 20 carries for 60 yards, but that level of work, I think the matchup's too good for it to pass up. He still gets a boatload of routes. I'm still playing Gibson even in this matchup. All right, folks, let's do some quick rundown here. Let's see if we got some uh, – got a bunch of questions, bunch of questions. So, first of all, boys, um, it's Fragger. What's up, buddy? Traded Herbert for Lamar Jackson. Thoughts on that? Uh, I actually don't mind it. Um I would actually have to take a look at rest of season schedules, to be honest with you. But uh, Lamar Jackson's just playing an MVP MVP level. And with Rashad Bateman coming back, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Status on Zeke and Melvin Gordon, they're playing. I don't think you have to worry about those guys. Um, uh, Both practice. I actually put in any DMPs. So, Sam, thanks for the question, man. I think it's. I think they're going to be fine. If there was any DMPs, I would have brought it up. I will answer a couple start sick questions here, but make sure you're joining us every Sunday live. Our start sick show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, guys. Uh, from SJ Shepard, OBJ or Dow Williams, Dow Williams all day, folks. Guys, you're playing Dow Williams this week. He's going to be awesome. Shepard gets a lot of Jalen Ramsey, Odell back. I'm not going to trust him just yet. Brantley Lewis, what's up, buddy? PPR pick two. Lockett, Pittman, Emmanuel Sanders, D Williams. Um, if it's Daryl Williams, I'm assuming it is playing Daryl Williams, um, Pittman Sanders Lockett. Lockett has a really good matchup. Really good. I just don't know what the Geno thing on the road against Pittsburgh might be overthinking that one, but, uh, I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders and Williams. All right. I'm going to pick another one. Let's see folks. Do you think Tyreek Hill will stay inconsistent? Blind crackhead. No. No. Open your eyes, blind crackhead. No, it's going to be fine. Andy Reid's going to get this figured out. Once they get their buy to, wheels up for the Chiefs. I think they're going to be good. Um, definitely someone you would buy. Uh, Victor. Victor J. Uh, what's up, buddy? Um, looks like he's from, from Canada. What's up, man? Uh, would you trade Michael Pittman for Edmonds? I got Kamara on a bye and Montgomery on IR. I had to pick up A.J. Dillon. Would you rather play Edmonds or Dillon, basically? I'd rather play Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, guys, is a legit RB2 every single week. Um, and so I would make that trade. I like Pittman, but I, I am a little concerned about the T.Y. Hilton thing. Hilton was the better receiver down the stretch last year. He became like a top 20 wide receiver down the stretch of 2020. Hilton's a legit player. He's going to get targets. So I actually want Edmonds in this in this trade. Last one, folks. Pablo. 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 Zach Moss or Javante Williams? Always Zach Moss. Javante Williams is a legit 50-50 timeshare. I know he gets the Raiders this week. Um, the Raiders are actually average against the run. Um, but Moss is becoming a workhorse, man. And... Uh, the Tennessee Titans are not a good defense, and Zach Moss is becoming the RB1 in that offense. I am going to go Zach Moss. All right, folks, that's all we got for today. Thank you for joining me again on Instagram, on YouTube. And if you hear this on the audio side, I appreciate it. That was our player trends that you need to know before week six and also all the key NFL injuries. But don't forget, our Sunday Live show is now brought to you by our new partner at the Sunday Live show, which is Good Sports. Good Sports is a youth charity organization that helps underprivileged communities and the youth in those communities play sports. They donate equipment, and now the TCK Fantasy Focus crew on our Sunday live show is partnering with Good Sports and donating 10% of all proceeds to Good Sports. So make sure you're coming out to support us, but also you're supporting a really good cause in Good Sports. So make sure you're joining us every Sunday live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, and make sure you're giving back. We're also going to be promoting the show. We're going to be talking about the latest injury news that didn't come out before today. We're going to be talking about all the start sits for three straight hours, weather updates, whatever you need to know to set your lineup. So please make sure you're joining us. If you're listening on the audio side, that's on the fantasy focused YouTube channel. Once again, guys, I'm Bobby Lamarco. This was the week six player trends, key injury episode. I appreciate you. All episodes are brought to you by bet online. AG on the believe podcast networks. Shout out to all our sponsors, care factor, 
uh, Jersey Jungle, and uh, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. And make sure you're seeking that spice, folks. But once again, Bobby LaMarco, guys, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, across the board, at Fantasy Focus, at the Candlestick Kids, at TCK Pod, at Fantasy Football X Factor, Bobby LaMarco on, on Twitter, Sky Gawasco, Jordan Della Valley. Oh, everybody, make sure you follow us all, guys. Make sure you join us tomorrow. I'm exhausted. It's 6.39. I'll be back up tomorrow morning just in a couple hours to join you guys on Sunday Live. I appreciate you. I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.